Hey, how, how could I know, how could I ever dream that I, or I would be in a place that was so far off my radar and it would become my destiny? I'm a metro girl. I crave the city. I crave art. I'm an artist. I used to art teach as my career. And I need excitement. I need sunshine. And I need shopping. <laughs> How could I realize that I'd be in a place where a thousand pound animals wander freely all over the place? <laughs> and kayaks, they're a death trap. You get a kayak, you get it in that frigid water, it turns over, you are dead in 10 minutes. I don't mountain climb, I get nervous on a seesaw. The glaciers are beautiful, but seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> no, 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 not in my wildest dreams. In 1997, my daughter moves to Anchorage, my daughter Lee. And I told my friends in New York, I am going to Anchorage for the holidays. And they said, does the plane land in December? <laughs> I said, better, my ticket says Anchorage, I'm getting off there. The first thing I did, I went to the Anchorage Museum, and I had lunch in a beautiful art gallery. It was the coolest, most elegant thing I could do as an introduction to the city. Then I was there for two weeks with my daughter, and a last cannon was coming out of my ears. First, it was 20 below. There was frost everywhere. It was gorgeous. And then inside the cozy house on Christmas Day, guess what the marathon was on television? Northern Exposure. <laughs> it was great. And Mattel that Christmas even made Alaskan Barbies. The last thing I did before I went back to New York, I had one more year to teach, I went on a, a sled dog ride. They put me on this sled. I was low. I was right behind the tail of the last dog. <laughs> Off they went, racing, barking, passing gas the whole time. <laughs> it was like Rusty the Horse on Seinfeld. All that extra beefarino. <laughs> Five years passed. And then my daughter sends me a very provocative email. She goes, Mom, how would you like to come to Alaska? One year, put your stuff in storage in New York, come for a year, I need backup. I want to get a doctorate degree. And I said, how much backup are we talking? She says, two nights, a few hours each. I said, I'll get back to you. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm retired four years now. And then I, I did a lot of traveling. I needed an adventure. So I emailed her right back and I said, I can do this. Then I started thinking, whoa, I'm going to have fun. What will I do? My fantasy one year in Anchorage. I'll go to a hotel and I'll have room service. <laughs> and then I said, where am I going to put my clothes? They don't have any closets. So then I thought, oh, B&Bs. I called them. I thought they had more closets. They said, we don't rent long term. So then my daughter and I said, okay, we're going to buy a house. She says, we'll get a duplex. I said, great. There are certain things that are deal breakers. I am not coming and scraping ice for six months. I am going to lead a civilized life. 
I am also not going to be in the boonies. I need civilization. I want hospitals, theaters, and stores. And then, of course, neither one of us do hills. So the driveways had to be flat, the streets are flat, and the roads around the community are flat. And then about the windows. Gotta be windows. You know, I knew about the dark and light. I'd been up enough to know. And I said, I hadn't had a philosophy. The light you seek is the light you have to carry with you. That and get a great electrician and you got it made. (laughs) So we went out. She went. She got us a house. It was a duplex on the east side. It had everything in it we needed. And then she moved in in August, and I went home to the island, and I was packing. I remember coming up. (laughs) September 26th, uh, 16th, 2002. It was 9.30 p.m., I was wearing a two-piece gray ensemble (laughs) with matching gray Nikes and little gray earring, a red earring, heart, that I, one was here, one was lost on the plane. My daughter drove me to the house and was very, very nervous because my apartment wasn't ready. She thought, I'm going to go right back on that plane and go to New York. Of course I didn't. The apartment was a kick. I put beaded curtains around. I put a restaurant booth in the kitchen, and I had two extra bedrooms. They were small, so I could play with them. I made them into closets for my clothes. (laughs) Don't you just love a window in your closet? (laughs) As soon as, day after New Year's, I called the museum. I said, hey, I'm an art teacher, 31 years in New York. I'm new in town. I want to give tours. They said, without hesitation, come on down. Well, here I am 13 years later. (laughs) I never knew until I moved here how much I love snow and how much, how eccentric I was. (laughs) I was surrounded by fellow eccentrics. This place is eccentric. It's people, it's land, it's weather, it's light. It was a perfect fit. (laughs) I remember two ladies at the pack once. They were standing looking into the orchestra pit on on a break. And one was wearing a ball gown, and one looked like she came in from a tractor pull. I said, it's all good. You know, forget it, the last frontier on the plate, that's space. You know it should be on the license plate? Alaska. It's all good. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, some people say to me, hey, you're from New York. I could tell. I, I, it's, I, you're East Coast. You're New York. And I cut them off at the pass because I know just where they're going. And I say to them, no, 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 no. It's you guys that have the accent, not me. 